What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be rocking with you. I know normally we are releasing this podcast on a Monday, but uh, you know a couple of things have came up. We're, we're here. We're going to be releasing this on a Wednesday night, kind of coming out. Most of you guys will be hearing it Thursday, Friday, before the games on Saturday. Uh, yeah, we had a couple of fun things. Just got back into uh, St. George. Uh, had, a, had a brief trip with the family. Uh, still able to watch a lot of football, though. Happy to be talking, rocking with you today. We're going to be going over some things a lot of people let's let's overreact a little bit that's what everyone wants to say uh you know all the all the twitter warriors out there they they think that they know we're gonna kind of get into some of the results from saturday uh really telling a lot of people are nervous excited about that and then i kind of want to talk about uh, some of the rankings, some of uh, we've had a couple of submissions, uh, a couple of questions. We'll get into that. Of course, we always, always release Tyler's Tears and the playoff top 25. Again, everything is surrounded by the playoffs just because that's what we're kind of focused on here. Love the HBCUs. I think Jackson State is a phenomenal team, but really hard to talk about them when they're going to be going to the Celebration Bowl instead of into the playoffs. It'd be awesome if they got into the playoffs. I think it'd be a lot more dynamic. Same thing with the Ivies. When they're not, they're not going to be playing, it's kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? So uh, we always focus on the playoffs, but that's kind of what we're we're going to be breaking everything down today. Big deep breath, and let's get into it. So, I am uh, in northern Utah. Right? I'm visiting my family, back to my roots, uh, enjoying the the fall air up there. It was, uh, you know, mid sixties, low seventies. Uh, you know, going to pumpkin patches, seeing the leaves change, everything that's good about fall, and of course football. And uh, when when football rolls around in the fall, we like to get upsets. We have actual upsets where the team wins. We have blowouts, and then we have what we call almost upsets. And you're going to say, "Well, Tyler, you're kind of being a little. You're kind of uh, just dragging us on here. Get to the point." True. The Indiana State North Dakota State game was very telling for me about where a lot of people, a lot of FCS fans. Are at now. I have not been one to really, you know, talk about North Dakota State. I find them to be fairly boring just because of how dominant they have been, and that's to no fault of their own, right? I mean, absolutely no fault, but they've been really good, uh, and I think that for the most part, uh, they've been just dominant and it's hard to talk about dominance when you win every year it's not fun and i don't talk a lot about the bison uh there's a lot of good podcasts out there that do a great job breaking them down and they want to you know talk about fullbacks and how important they are in today's uh you know landscape and and that's what they do and that's fine but i want to talk about north dakota state today for this very reason i abhor when the overreaction comes out to a win and now it's true now indiana state you're looking at them right now the sycamores right uh you're looking at them they've only had one win losses to montana northern iowa north dakota state and uh they only have their only win is an overtime win over north alabama who really hasn't been very good over the last few years so they have an overtime win and we have this huge overreaction to indiana state leading at halftime 13 to 10 
And then, you know, the Bison going up 14, uh, you know, getting 14 points and, you know, two touchdowns in the third quarter and uh, then another touchdown in the fourth quarter and it was a close game. But I absolutely despise when people overreact to a win. Yes, should North Dakota State have beaten them handedly? Yes, it should have been like Drake. It should have been a 56-14 game or a South Dakota 34-17. But I don't think because they, they were on the road before a very good South Dakota State team that North Dakota State is not the odds-on favorite to be the national champion and that, that Indiana State did not expose any kind of weakness. It just is silly to me. And I love watching the reaction. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. It's a definitely a love-hate because I'm like, obviously, I, I see where a lot of so-called analysts and, and so-called uh, experts in, in, in the FCS, and they, they overreact. And it's fine, and that's okay. But you want to know something? In the last decade or so, I'm going to on the side of North Dakota State. Now that's not very that's not a very good take, but you know what? They've been very good. And so playing a you know almost uh, having an almost loss, right? Is like really we're talking about almost losses with this team because that's the only time that we can really talk about them. Forget about it. It's okay. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances. For crying out loud, they're playing South Dakota State at home next week, this week, right? week seven and they were on the road against the sycamores who they thought they'd roll and it didn't happen that's the beauty of college football is any given saturday a team can upset them but when they win and everyone wants to overreact and put south dakota state number one and say that maybe we found we found the slit in the armor i've been hearing that for 10 years north dakota state has proven they they, they still win it doesn't matter and so I wanted to kind of, uh, I, I know that kind of sounds more like a rant than a take, but it, it, it's, it's aggravating when you hear these things. Uh, I, I, I do like North Dakota State. I think they're a phenomenal team. And shout out to Indiana State for keeping it close. I don't think they're going to be going into the playoffs. Let's see, let's see what happens. Uh, I don't really project that happening. But they played well. And they came out. They did everything that they were supposed to. And they were just the worst team. North Dakota State was the better team on that given day. And uh, I'm not going to penalize uh, North Dakota State for overlooking a little bit. I'm sorry this happens every single year. Every single year this happens in college football, happens in NFL. You look at the Chiefs Raiders. Uh, Chiefs looking ahead to the Bills. Forget about the Raiders. They beat them by one. Oh, my goodness. Kansas City, the sky is falling. Calm down. It's at home. I mean, that one was at home, right? But it was the Raiders. They played good against a rival. And Kansas City was probably looking forward to, to the Buffalo game. Let's be honest about it. I know that we're crossing sports, and, and I could pull a thousand examples uh, over the last 10 years that has happened in college football. When you look ahead, what happens? Or when a team gets expectations, North Dakota State has never proven me wrong that they continuously win and they're going to be providing a championship level of pedigree. Forget about it, North Dakota State. I don't want to be talking about almost losses. And I think it's silly that people on the internet think that almost losses count for something. A win's a win. A loss is a loss. At the end of the day, it's boiled down to one data point. And there's a nuance, obviously, to why the game was close. We've went over that. But to overreact and then rank North Dakota State third or fourth just to get people, you know, to, to heart your tweet and to, to respond and everything, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. That's my opinion. There we go. Here we go. On to the next topic. So, 
I did have a, a viewer submit a question, and I wanted to get to it. Uh, and I know that once when we get to the top 25, of course, the playoffs don't like the top 25. We've ranted about that. Uh, you're going to see uh, a question come up from a viewer, and I'm going to address it beforehand uh, because uh, he, he brought it up to me last week, uh, and he asked me the question. He said, uh, you know, Tyler... Love the podcast. Shout out to him. Thank you for submitting this question. But why is Southern Illinois so low? Why are they not higher? And to be frank with you, I think they've had a lot of good fortune. Like, like to be honest, to be brutally honest, they lost to Incarnate Word. They're a legit team. And they've lost to SEMO. And SEMO has, in, in my opinion, I don't feel like has been tested. Uh, obviously, they lost to Iowa State. They beat SAU. They beat Nichols, Central Arkansas, Lindenwood, Tennessee Tech. I don't feel like SEMO has been tested. I still think they're a legit team. I think it's a bummer that they're not playing against uh, UT Martin this year. I think that would have really been a really fun game to watch. But regardless, right, uh, I don't really feel like they've been tested as much. And then they lost to UIW, who we know has a loss on their schedule. They did beat Northwestern. I'm not going to overreact over an FBS loss. So then we just take this data set of, of, of their record. They beat a good North Dakota team at home, 34 to 17. Shout out to them. That was a good win. And then Illinois State, 19 to 14. We're not going to talk about almost losses, but it was a close game. Illinois State's a good team. But I got, but when I'm in the rankings, uh, especially with teams that aren't named North Dakota State, you've got to kind of have that in the back of your mind uh, just on the fact that, okay, SIU has lost. And so now I'm evaluating up, uh, uh, up against a two loss FCS team. And they were able to put away Missouri State. So he said, why so low? I think SIU is a great team, and I'm going to and they're going to continue to rise in the standings as teams fall. And I did have them 21 last week. Um, I I didn't have I think North Dakota uh, North Dakota was ranked uh, in 24, uh, so they are obviously above them. But that's a top 25 victory. And then Illinois State hasn't been ranked, and Missouri State obviously has fallen off the wagon since the the, the Arkansas game, and so obviously not a super great win. And so now I'm looking at it. You've got Western Illinois next week. South Dakota up next. So really, I don't really think we're going to see the true SIU team until they play uh, against Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa hasn't had a great season. I think they'll take care of them. But if they, you know, if, if SIU at home beats North Dakota State or, or it's close, then there's an argument to be made. Uh, I, I do think this team, uh, this Southern Illinois team is good. And I mean no disrespect by ranking them 21 last week and where I'm going to rank them this week. But I'm going to continue to evaluate it. And you might say, well, that, that Missouri State or that North Dakota State uh, or North Dakota game is better than anything that UT Martin has had. Well, that's a valid argument. Then make your own top 25 and that, and that can be you. I want to keep SIU. Uh, I still have those losses in the back of my, my mind against UIW and SEMO. I have UIW and SEMO above them. And so I can't rank, I can't go and put, you know, SIU as a top 10 team when I only have UIW as 10. Uh, and I know that UIW, uh, you know, Incarnate Word, I understand it does have one loss and stuff. But I, just going off of what I've seen, that's where I have it. Thank you for the submission. 
His name is Kyle. Uh, thank you so much for being a listener of the show. We really appreciate the support. And uh, I'll, I'll, I can't wait to talk more about the Salukis. Uh, of course, those of you who are out there, submit your questions. Uh, we're going to finish off the show uh, with one more user question uh, about uh, a team that's near and dear to me. But uh, let's jump in. I, 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 let's jump into the, the tiers. We call them Tyler's Tiers. And of course, for those of you who are new to this show, as we kind of segment this, uh, we like to release tiers. We l- release a top 25 as well. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, we, we do like releasing a top 25 just because a lot of people like it and people have asked for it over the years. So we went away from just doing tiers to doing a top 25 as well. And so we'll go through these two. Uh, but the tiers are just groupings of where I see teams are at. And then every every week we have different groupings. Uh, sometimes it's we have bubble teams. We have chase pack. We have uh, the questions. And we have the teetering. We have all kinds of stuff. And we like to submit them to you guys as you kind of mull it over. Because again, what I think is wrong with the top 25 is that there's so much nuance that you need to be talked about, that needs to be talked about. Um, and that's why I like the tears. I think the tears bring a little bit more nuance to the conversation. So here we go. Front runner, I am not moving off of this, even if it's an almost loss of North Dakota State. Uh, they're they're the best. They're they're clearly the better the best team. They're the better team in in nearly every single game outside of the Arizona. The you know Arizona squeak ones out. Uh, but I have them as the front runner. Now I have the the, the championship bubble, and these are the teams that I could see playing in the championship might be a little controversial at the very end we're going to kind of defend that south dakota state weaver state montana state sacramento state and delaware now uh we obviously have three big sky teams you're going to say tyler you're obviously partial to big sky because you live in big sky country very true i do i actually live in whack country but grew up in big sky country used to be big sky country now i now it's whack country but um Looking at it, yes, I, I want to see what Sacramento State, Montana State, and Weaver State, they're going to play each other. We're going to see it. One of these teams is going to drop out because you can only have, uh, you know, three or four teams that you could genuinely see. But right now, I think Sacramento State's playing phenomenal. I think Montana State's playing phenomenal. I think Weaver State's playing amazing. And Delaware, despite a loss, I could still see them there. They had one bad game. I'm not going to hold it against them. I'm not going to rake them over the coals. I think that the fighting uh, blue hens are still going to be there uh, at the end of the day. And even though they have one loss, I'm not going to write them off. Uh, Next up, I have what we call the chase pack. These are the guys trying to chase to get into the bubble. Obviously, William & Mary, uh, Montana, Incarnate World. Villanova, Holy Cross, Mercer, Elan, and Simo. Uh, I did have a couple of questions about what I thought Elan, the Phoenix, uh, were doing. And uh, not a team that we've discussed a lot about. They did jump in the quote-unquote rankings this week. I think that they are a good team. They're a team that I definitely want to pay attention more to. And if you're looking at their schedule right now, very winnable winnable games uh, going forward. They... they I think that they could really rattle off some wins here. Now, they have Rhode Island, who I think is a top 25 team, a New Hampshire team that has a fairly easy schedule, and they're going to be getting up... uh you know, to, to get ready for that game and it is on the road. And then you have Delaware. I think they take care of Albany and Hampton. So you're really starting to look at it this next three weeks. We're really going to see what Elon is made out of. They only have one loss and that is to Vanderbilt. So uh, even if they go, you know, two of three or, or even one of three, I think there's an argument to be made that they're still a playoff team and that they are legit because we're not going to hold that, that, F, that FBS loss against them. Uh, definitely a team that we're going to be keeping an eye on as the season progressive. 
need some help. This, These are teams that need a little bit of help, in my opinion, to get into what we consider the chase pack. That might be losses from the teams above. Uh, for example, uh, the first team up is Fordham. Uh, they're going to have to beat Holy Cross at some point uh, in the this season. I cannot wait for that game. I think it's going to be a, so much fun because we're getting a, a Fordham team that I am thoroughly bought in on. They can flat out score and put up some serious points. Um, Holy Cross has, you know, played a lot more, um, I think, an easier schedule, in my opinion. They do they uh, do have an FBS win over Buffalo. Uh, they have Lafayette, and then after that, uh, they have Fordham. Obviously, they're taking a bye week this week. Very excited to see this team and what it progresses. They do get Fordham at home. Might be a little chilly, uh, but I am all in on the Rams. But, of course, they're going to have to win They've got Stony Brook, which I think is a, is a pretty tough matchup uh, this week. If they can get out of that, they have a bye week. They're going to prepare for Holy Cross. And I'm calling it right now. Fordham's going to win. I'm going to stick my, na- my, my neck out there, so don't let me down Fordham. So, But they need a little bit of help, obviously, with a win. Uh, Sanford, Chattanooga, Campbell, T- uh, UT Martin, SIU, Rhode Island, North Dakota, New Hampshire, Monmouth, all kind of grouped in here. Now, a lot of people would say, again, SIU, low, true, but do you see them in the chase pack? Do you see them... Uh, better than 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 anyone there. Yeah, we could move them up. Uh, they definitely have a case to be made. But again, I've got to see them. Uh, I want to see them how they play over the next two or three weeks. Once when they get to that North Dakota State game, I want to see that game. And then I think I want to have a more accurate uh, you know idea of them. And then I have what I call the outside looking in uh, teams that either you know are just barely going to make the playoffs or maybe are right at the the precipice of that. I you know, I have uh, Eastern Kentucky, uh, Illinois State, Southeast Louisiana, Idaho, Richmond, Austin P and Missouri State, uh and Furman. Uh, I don't want to write any of those teams off. They're definitely teams that I think would need a plethora of help, not just just a little bit of help. They would need a, a full on reset in order to get in. But I do see uh, those teams kind of the outside looking in. Now, for for everybody, everyone's favorite, right? They love talking about top 25 rankings. And so we're going to kind of give them a top 25 ranking. Uh, so to start off, we're, we're going to go the first 10, uh, and then we can maybe stop talk about that. Then the next then the next 15, that's kind of how we roll through this. And then we're going to get to our final uh, user question. Number one, sticking with North Dakota State. Number two, South Dakota State. Number three, William and Mary. Yes, I do have William and Mary at number three. I have been high on them. Uh, I think that uh, you know they had dropped all the way to six in my poll. A lot of people are sleeping on them. The tribe is. This is a good football team. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Watch them. Watch them going forward. They just beat Delaware. They, they did, and I'm not saying that their schedule is going to get any easier, but this is a good team. I really, really like this Tribe team. I have them at three. I don't care. Uh, I think that they're going to make some big noise coming up in, in, in the season. Um, the only reason why I didn't have them over Delaware in the tiers is that I think that Delaware's uh, been a lot more consistent. William & Mary has had a really high of highs, low of lows, but right now, this week, I think they're the third best team out there. Number four, I got Weaver State. Number five, Montana State. Number six, Sacramento. Sacramento State, number seven, Delaware, number eight, Montana, number nine, Villanova, number 10, UIW. You're going to say, well, UIW has one loss. It's true. But Mercer is going into the, uh, you know, the, the teams looking out, Mercer, Elon, Holy Cross. I, I just think that UIW has has proven more. Uh, Mercer's getting ready for the absolute gauntlet coming up. Elon's got to win the next three or so games for me to then uh, move them into the top 10. 
there are going to be losses. There are going to be wins. There's going to be, you know, disappointment and and everything. Uh, but that's kind of where we have it. A lot of people do think that Villanova is having more of a down year. Uh, and I would, you know, obviously if, if, if they struggle against Richmond and Elon beats Rhode Island, then we can move Elon up into the top 10, just depending on, on what we see and how we see it. Uh, like I said, number 11 through, let's do 11 through 15. Uh, we've got you, uh, sorry, number 11, Mercer, 12, Elon, number 13, Holy Cross, number 14, uh, Southeast Missouri, number 15, Samford. Now we've got three of them that have a buy. This might be jumbled up a little bit just depending on what's going on below them or above them uh, I think these are really mid-tier teams I can't wait until Mercer uh, you know Mercer's gauntlet that, that they're about to go through the SoCon's really interesting if you guys don't watch a lot of SoCon uh, please tune in because it, it is fun it is fun football to watch uh, I love turning on that game I've been a huge fan of Mercer for the past couple years now uh, like I said they're going into the gauntlet They've got ETSU, they've got Chattanooga, and they have uh, VMI the next three weeks. They have a bye, and then they go Furman, then Samford. Uh, so if they can beat ETSU, I don't think ETSU is ETSU of last year. Uh, and then they can beat Chattanooga, which I think they're very capable of. And VMI, they're sitting very, very pretty. Even if they drop one to Samford uh, or a Furman, their only loss so far has been Auburn this year. So Mercer is playing outstanding. If you don't watch the Bears, you're missing out. Uh, can't wait to, to see how they play against ETSU this week. Now we're going to roll through uh, 16 through 25. We've got Chattanooga, Campbell, UT Martin, uh, SIU at 19, 20, Fordham, 21, Rhode Island, 22, UND, 23, New Hampshire, number 4, EKU, number 25, Monmouth, other people that we wanted to consider, Furman, Missouri State, Illinois State, uh, Southeast Louisiana, Idaho, Richmond, Austin P. and we're going to be talking about all those teams uh, going forward into this next weekend. They have some, uh, we've got obviously uh, not a ton of, of crazy matchups, I want to see what Sacramento State in Eastern uh, Washington does, what Sacramento State is able to do comparatively to Weber State did a week ago. I want to see Idaho. I'm still skeptical of Montana. I think that Mo uh, Montana definitely could be on upset alert, and Idaho could definitely pull a quick one uh, on them. Definitely, like I said, a lot of definitely's here. Watch that game. That's one that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, Villanova and Richmond. Richmond, I haven't put in the top 25. A lot of people have. A lot, you know, a lot of rankings that I see out there. I think they're a good football team. I want to see if they're good enough to compete with a Villanova team that I think is not their best uh, as the last couple of years. Um and just looking around a little bit longer, uh, obviously we've talked about Fordham and Stony Brook. I think that uh, Fordham could definitely jump uh, where we have, you know, three, four buys above them. I think that they could definitely jump up in in uh, in the rankings, something you keep an eye on. Next week, and then Rhode Island. If Rhode Island can, can give Elon a game, I think that's going to be a really fun game to be uh, watching, a fun game to be a part of. You're not going to want to be missing that. And that is our top 25 and a little bit of our preview into this next week. We've kind of, we have recapped uh, what we thought about last week, the almost loss. Everyone loves to bash teams for almost losses. Uh, we went through the tiers, obviously, because we have to do the top 25. I wish we could just do the tiers. And then the final uh, thing that I wanted uh, a user submitted and this guy's name is Brant. Uh, thank you, Brant, for for the sh uh, you know listening to the podcast. It was why Weber State is so high. That that was the question, and it's obviously number one. I love Weber State, uh, despite me not going there, uh, not having the opportunity to attend Weber State. I mean, I 
technically did. I, I took some credits in high school. Uh, I really think there's something different about this Weaver State team. Nobody is talking about them. Number one, I feel like a couple years ago they did because they had made uh, the the semifinals, uh, played against James Madison. They had a little bit more notoriety uh, last year. Played an absolute brutal schedule. Didn't make the playoffs, and so this year they've gone on a tear. Okay, they beat Utah State in Logan, which again insanity because that is a Mountain West team taking on a Big Sky team. Big win. They went to Davis beat them in California. Very, not an easy thing to do. And they were able to and then they were able to beat Eastern Washington 45 to 21. Weaver State over the years, the past 5 or so years, they're really good and the UC Davis games, the the 17 to 12 nitty-gritty last year's Montana State game, grind it out, running, you know, punting the ball, playing field position, forcing turnovers. That's where Weaver State has thrived. Where Weaver State has struggled uh, over the years is just handedly beating teams. They, they, every, it always feels like, you know, everyone's just one play away from, from getting back in the game. Now you're looking forward to Weber State's schedule. They have Portland State, which I think they're going to win. And then they have Montana State, Montana, Sacramento State. No buys. Uh, one on the road, two at home. And I think they're going to go two and three in that stretch. And I think that their loss will be on the road against Montana State. Uh, I hope this week they don't look ahead uh, against this Portland State team. This is a team that you don't you don't want to be looking ahead on. Uh, obviously, two and three, but you know they did beat NAU uh, and they did beat Lincoln. So you know, but they did lose to Montana pretty badly. So um, not a team you want to overlook. So take care of business. Go to six and zero. But I'm really high on this team because they have a great FBS win, uh, a Mountain West win is incredible it's better than than one is one of the best fbs wins or fcs fbs wins this season they beat teams close they've blown them out 45 to 21 is crazy and so i can't wait until they get into this gauntlet obviously we're looking forward montana state montana sacramento state that's not easy followed by idaho state and nau and and both of those teams bitter rivals with with weber state they don't like each other uh you know growing up going to the weber state games when Pocatello comes down, it is it is a knockdown, drag out fight. Uh, NAU in the dome at you know seven thousand feet. That is not an easy place to play. So Weaver State has definitely has a, a very tough strength of schedule. But I don't think a lot of people are talking about them. And honestly, they they're undefeated and they played absolutely sound football. And I love the way that they're able to win. Uh, I see them as a top four team. I see them in the semifinals. I think them, uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, right now I'm waiting for that final one to kind of tip in. Uh, if you would have asked me last week, I would have said Delaware. Uh, but right now, uh, and I might, you know, obviously we got to see what Montana State and Sacramento State does because I still think they're legit teams. But I think this Weaver State team is vastly underrated. I don't think enough people are talking about them. And if I have to be a little bit of a homer and rank them higher than what most people are, I will because I like Weaver State and I think they are, are that good. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, we love you guys. We love the, the user questions. Thank you, Brant, for sending that in. Uh, we'll be with you guys next week. We'll get back to it. It'll come out on Monday. You guys will be able to listen to it. Have the whole week to marinate in the thoughts. Uh, you only have a couple days now, so I hope, uh, I hope it's good enough for you. I hope you're able to get to it. Uh, again, always uh, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we're getting our subscribers up. We're getting our download numbers up. We love you guys. Until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.